Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 105, air date August 24th, 2016. And if there's anyone outside who can hear this who's interested in, a, in an interactive session, come on into Bartos Theater. Um, I'm proud to welcome Shiva Ayadurai, who's a lecturer in biological engineering, and Andrea Frank, who's a lecturer in the program in art, culture, and technology. Uh, they're going to do a workshop entitled this. Collaborative Cave Drawings of Social Interactions, Simple Visualizations of Complex Phenomena. So please join me in welcoming Shiva Ayadurai and Andrea Frank. So anyway, thank you. So uh, this is a, uh, actually a, a work in progress. So we want to, um, whoever's in here, we want you guys to have fun with this. And we're going to share with you uh, this work in progress where we are. But it's really a collaboration uh, between uh, Andrea's interest uh, that she's going to talk about in education and how uh, indoctrination takes place in my interest in systems and, and patterns. So without further ado, the uh, agenda is we're going to give a quick background how Andrew and I came together because I'm obviously from the engineering and also visual arts and Andrew is from uh, the art background in photography. And then we're going to go through and give you a simple example of what we call a cave drawing. And then we'd love people to actually participate. There's papers on the sides on a, a group interactive exercise, and we might, want you to have fun with this, and then we're going to have some discussion, and we'll close. Okay? Andrew? Yeah. Thank you. All right. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Um, I'll, I'll start. Um, this might sound or look in this um, context of this conference a little funny right now. I'm going to show you some actually photographic works that I've been doing, and um, I'm trying to frame them in a way that they start to make sense in what we're trying to do. I think it's somewhat relevant in order to understand what we're trying to do beyond regular system drawings of, of larger phenomena. Um, a first project that is relatively recent looks really more at a larger context um, of global trade um, and shipping and looks at how through photographs that I'm juxtaposing from all over the world of ports and ships, cargo ships, how um, trade um, has created these invisible um, networks or lines crisscrossing the continents and the oceans and, and connecting a world that you know, has been earlier much more separated. Um, another project um, that similarly tries to pull different pieces of information together is um, um, this project called Visions. It's a book on, it's an interview and portrait book that I created here at MIT, interviewing colleagues at MIT, basically, about their research, trying to understand how um, people working in, let's say, nanotechnology or um, energy or um, ecological issues, political issues in the arts, how, when we look at them next to each other, how all these um, parts of research might be able to, um, in our heads, come together to find ways of um, addressing and solving some of the major challenges that we are facing at the moment in, in the world, really. Um, Another strand of work, my work seems to in general, and these are it's a sele selection that I felt like related to what we're doing, um, kind of oscillates between looking at the larger picture to looking at things more inside and more uh, personal and um, psychological. So um, this project on mass experience came um, from looking at my uh, German background and being here in the States, I felt like, whoa, um, there's something about this that I need to investigate better, especially... Um, coming from a family where my grandfather died in the war as a soldier, and, you know, there's a whole history there. Now, I used the Hitler salute, uh, which is this very iconic gesture, as a um, metaphor or as an image to investigate this um, sense of mass 
um, experience? What does it mean to be part of a group and kind of losing some of your own facilities and, and capa <laughs> mental capabilities almost um, when you're swept along in a certain energy? So um, these are two identical images always that I um, painted on in one side. On the, left, on the right side here, I took out the, the faces and everything that was still visible except for the arms in order to show that energy. And in the other side, um, here on the right side, I kind of reinvented what was hidden by the raised arm and just you know, repainted those faces, trying to tear away that web and, and show the individual again. So looking at those kinds of relations of um, group indoctrination in a way. Case study is another series um, of photographs that looks um, at um, a, a building in um, Italy. Um, it's a former fascist youth, youth camp um, where children were um, going in the summer um, to be, you know, entertained. The, this building there was inaugurated by Mussolini, and clearly there was a very um, strong. Um, ideological framework around it. So to me that was interesting and it was very interesting to me to find this building um, totally, totally um, you know, closed and not touched and not torn down. So it became for me a metaphor for an inner um, landscape of a generation that has this past that is quite heavy and and hard to grapple with in, in the present moment. So it's, it's there but it isn't touched and, and the dust clearly is accumulating. Um, Beloved Child, the last series I just want to touch on here um, quickly um, deals with the children. It actually grew out of this last, um, the, the previous project where I was literally looking for the kids, but children from all over the world and how children are um, maybe educated in when they enter from, you know, like a more sheltered family into um, group situations. And um, the images kind of look at how um, society as a shaping and forming force might be visible more or palpable more or less in, in the different contexts. And, and it kind of you know, wants to pull awareness to, to this very fragile place like childhood and how important it is what, what children are exposed to, what we expose our children to um, in, in, in this time of um, big, big learning. That's really my side, and now Shiva will bring in something that probably takes us much closer to our drawing. Yeah. So anyway, when uh, is this back on? John. So, uh, so, so my area of research, you know, has been in um, patterns and systems across a variety of fields. I've been in and out of MIT for probably about 20 years in about four different departments. But one of the core things is. Um, you know, as humans, we typically try to, the, the common exercise we try to do is we try to understand nature, we try to look at patterns of connection, and we try to put together systems to make sense of that. So for, in the Eastern systems, right, one of the things people used to do is they used to look at the world, and this is a simple drawing, it's a system drawing, right? They used to look at the world and try to put the phenomenon of existence and how we interrelate to the world. So this is actually a drawing from traditional Chinese medicine, but you can see there are various components in this system, and uh, in, in this case we're using words, fire, earth, metal, water, and wood, and then the arrows represent how those uh, elements move among each other. So fire creates earth, earth uh, fire burns to create earth, it, within the earth we find metal, and with, uh, metal condenses on, uh, water condenses on metal, right, and water gives support for wood, and wood gives support for uh, fire. In systems theory you call that a positive feedback cycle. But you also have what's called the negative feedback cycle, where things control each other. So for example, water extinguishes fire. And uh, fire melts metal, you know, metal cuts wood, 
uh, wood essentially holds earth down and earth uh, dams water. And, and though each of those uh, components can represent different organs in your body. So it's a very simple diagram, but it re represents tremendous complexity, probably of 2,000 years worth of knowledge. So Andrew and I were very interested, could we take these kinds of drawings and start looking at complex systems? Just to give you some other examples, in the Indian system, they represent the entire universe using this simple drawing. You have uh, the concept of existence and non-existence, purushan prakriti, and then they give rise to what are called different types of uh, phenomenon, and those phenomenon give rise to the body and what they call panchabhutas, which are these five other elements which give rise to these body types, and that's what makes a physical body. Okay, so it's a different type of drawing, but you can see just in a simple drawing, we're capturing a tremendous complexity. And um, if you can see this in the, uh, this is another example of representing it. Unfortunately, the diagram doesn't come well, but so that's in the ancient world. In the modern world, in systems biology over in the engineering group, people are trying to use drawings to capture, let's say, how, you, how do you model the entire body. So today, in systems biology, if you can see in the diagram on the bottom, on the outside, you see molecules which give rise to interactions of molecules, which give rise to cells, which gives rise to tissues, which give rise to the whole organ. Okay, so we're representing um, other types of phenomena. And you could represent it as a pyramid, where on the bottom you have scales, uh, spatial scales. So on the bottom you have genes and proteins. On the next level you have interactions of those. Then you have functional modules and you have whole organs. This is actually a drawing from Peter Hunter's work out in Auckland. But one of the things in systems is you also have spatial and temporal scales. So along one axis you have things going in time. So here someone's trying to model the whole body, but they're looking at one organ system. Let's say the heart, which is made up of various types of tissues, which is made up of various types of proteins, which is made up of various types of molecules. Okay, so you have the spatial component. And uh, here's another example from systems biology also, where you're looking at the interactions of different kinds of proteins. And so I got involved in this many, many years ago. I, I created one of the first email systems, and this is a drawing of how email works, right? So you see computers talking to modems, which are transmitting emails. And um, this was back in, back in 1977. And, and uh, that led me to start taking that to do larger scale systems. Um, I left MIT in 93, and we built the large scale system for um, analyzing email that came out of the White House, where you have email coming in. That's the input there. And then it gets uh, uh, filtered in some way, stored. And then up on the up, upper right, you see the analysis take place, and you have outbound going out. So you typically in these systems have input and output. So to make it a little bit simpler, if you, if I, I can show you different systems, but to um, let me bring it down to, so sort of, I hope you can see this. So these are, this is sort of getting very simple. So if you look at any system has typically some type of input, has some type of processing. Okay, which is the middle, and you have some type of output. And there's typically some type of storage. So this is a very, very simple drawing. And um, if you can see this, this is a, if you can see back, this is a cow, right? He takes in some food, and he processes it. Digestion is a process. You get some type of output milk, and you get some, obviously, manure also. And you can get a little more complicated. Here's a factory system. You have raw material coming in in red. There's a, a process that takes place, conversion of that. There's a warehouse that stores it and then you have some type of finished goods. You can have multiple systems where you have one system communicating to another, right? The input of one flows to the output of the other, the input of one flows to the output of the other. So what Andre and I wanted to explore was, could we take these very simple drawings and start looking at very complex social interactions? Because typically, 
for an ordinary person, let's say, to understand how we exist in this world, how we interact with capital flow, money flow, you know, indoctrination, can we represent very simply versus someone having to go read a, a book by you know, Howard Zinn or Chomsky or have to, have to go read the New York Times? Can we do it in very, very simple drawings that are still as compelling but can reach more people? So, uh, so that led to us. Uh, so now we're going to move to the part where we're going to actually do this work and progress we're doing. How do you take very complex phenomenon and convert it to something that's simple. And after that, we want, we're going to give you guys some examples where you, we want you to experiment on the sides. So I'm going to switch over to this overhead now. I think that should come up. So, so I'm going to, uh, so Andrea and I are going to do sort of a, because um, when we were doing this, the idea, it's some very interesting problems from a visualization. How do you draw things really simple but uh, make it entertaining and communicate some interesting phenomenon. So uh, we're going to look at uh, what we call a life of someone who exists in modern world today in a very particular way. And then we want to share that with you. And then we're gonna, there's going to be a couple of different aspects that we're going to look at. Yeah, we need to. Can you just make one line? Sure. I think, let me draw the bottom here. No, I took it off. It's okay. It's okay. Can you see it? Um, yeah. I don't think we see the bottom. Oh. We need to oh. focus. Yeah, this thing is a little. There. Can everyone see that? We need to focus. Zoom out a little bit. Sorry, this was all set up, but something uh, happened. Um, should we zoom out a little bit? Let's see. Yeah. Okay, we're getting there. And let's do our focus. There it is. That's Sorry. Good. Yeah, so, hopefully, uh, this will be. Uh, uh, I'm not the best drawer, so the idea was to uh, um, do these with simple drawings, so we, you know, anyone can explain something. So we're going to look at it individual. I want to do it here, right? You can sit here. That's okay. What I who, uh, uh, when Andrea and I first met, you know, I, drew, I did this little drawing for her just to sort of look at it. And so here's an individual, you know, we want to look at the life of someone who exists in his house, you know. He, here he is. Here's Joe, and he's sitting at home, and he's watching TV, right? And uh, we want to look at how he interacts with the world. So, for example, if you, if you think about each one of us, there's Comcast. We send, in this case, he's sending some money. That's the input to Comcast. Comcast delivers him a, uh, let me use green for this. So we want to use money flow with green. So what does Comcast do? Comcast essentially delivers him um, an image, right? In this case, it's an image, let's say, of a burger. So he's paying for that delivery of that image. He, in turn, goes to McDonald's, pays them some money, and they deliver him a nice burger, right? Um, so the next thing is, a few days go by, and maybe he's getting a picture of a nice little uh, drug delivered to him because he's probably got some type of disease at this point. So he has to go to CVS. And again, there's an interaction of capital flow here. And then he's getting his little pill delivered to him, right? And uh, well, this obviously costs money, all of these activities. So he has to interact with his local ATM. And this is an interesting interaction, because money flow goes here. And what does he get back? He gets back some percentage, right, hopefully. Probably, these days, you're probably getting very little back, <laughs> right? So it's a very simple example of an individual literally paying 
to exist in this world, and you can see this very simple capital flow going on in these different interactions. And one of the questions we, we wanted to ask was, you know, what really drives this behavior? You know, what's the underlying thing that keeps him in this? So um, Andrea is going to sort of give her viewpoint. So, no, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going back and forth, right. um, which, which should be fun. So, so we want to see what, like, and we'll, we'll draw these as little baggage bubbles in a way. Um, are we on? Yes, we're, we're on there. Excellent. So um, how did he get to, to sitting on the couch right there? He probably took his, you know, his car to go to work. Here he is maybe with his coffee. So he's driving to work, and um, I think he has a computer job. So he's sitting here um, working on the computer a little bit. Um, at some point, he's hungry. He'll go um, have some food. Right, uh, maybe another burger, but maybe only fries and his Coke. Um, let's give him some hair so we recognize him all along. Um, back from lunch, he's going to have another, you know, a, like a meeting with a couple of guys. So a little social interaction is happening, which is nice. Um, there's a PowerPoint, just like here. Um, he's still sitting. He hasn't been getting around much on his feet recently, but you know. Um, Back from the meeting, just has to finish up, wrap up his work. Um, getting a little tired, but still hanging in there. Um, just trying to here um, get it done. Another coffee, probably. That's why he has the heartburn up there. And um, and then he just takes the car back um, back home. So um, the interesting thing is the whole infrastructure, everything around him, has been set up in a way that he really doesn't have to move on his feet. Which, is, um, which makes him tired enough to not want to move in the evening. As we all know, it, sometimes it's harder to go for a run or do anything um, active when, when we have been sitting all day. So this is one, one loop here, and there are hundreds of those that have happened. Maybe he, in his family, he grew up as a um, kid who, you know, parents would just order food and go to fast food places. So that's what he knows. He hasn't learned to cook for himself and so on. So that is one... Um, aspect here, and there's a lot of those um, hanging down here, um, weighing him down to keep him in, in his place, really. Um, Shiva? So that, so, um, so that gives us an idea of you know, the, the thing that's driving him psychologically and motivating him to stay in this. The other component of this is can we look at how, now remember, this is one little part of the matrix here, but there are other people also out here, right? And this is, you know, he lives on a neighborhood, so there's a lot of people like this. So, um, you know, as we look at, you know, what's been happening with the market collapse and these kind of things, it'd be interesting to understand how this relates to a larger picture of what's going on. So if we think about, there's another world up here, right, which he may be completely oblivious to, and we wanted to look at that. And that's a world of, um, you can call it a world of Wall Street or whatever, whatever we want to call it, but there's another behemoth up here. And this, these worlds are feeding up into that. How would we so hierarchy if we think about spatial systems? So um, there is a bigger Mickey D's up here, right? Right, which this feeds up into. The local franchise is essentially sending money up here, and these guys are delivering him, you know, whatever the buns, the napkins, et cetera, down here. And then this is also feeding into a, 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 a banking system. You know, all of these little guys down here are feeding up their, they're feeding up their money up here. And we can, I want to make this a thick arrow because there's a lot of money going up here. 
But there's actually very little money coming back down here, right? Back to him from a savings account, and all these people sort of feed up into this. So this is essentially our banking system up here. And what gets very interesting is obviously there's a media, the media up here, the media agencies, and, and Comcast feeds up to them, and they deliver them different types of ads and media. Oops. Coming back down here, I want to use different colors here. And then finally, there's obviously the, the bigger chain of drugstores up here, let's say the bigger CVS. And then obviously there's some type of Pfizer. I don't know if you guys can see. Is this showing up? Yeah. Pfizer, the drug companies. Now, what goes on among here? Well, there's a lot of capital flow here. We have the bank that he's depositing his money into. They're obviously putting money into McDonald's, which gives back some percentage interest to them. They're putting money into CVS. All the entities he's dealing with, they're essentially using his money and delivering those into these different entities. And they're delivering something. But ultimately, there's a big sort of cloud of capital storage from a system standpoint that's being created here for the banks. So the concept here is there's a set of activities going on up here, but there's a whole nother world up here that's operating on a much, much larger scale where capital is essentially moving. And not much great um, stuff is coming down. We're getting buns and, you know, gene manipulated potatoes for, and, you know, right. um, so it's an interesting uh, network over there. Um, what I want to look at here is how did he get to want to actually sit in front of a television and what's, what's so interesting about that and I need to kind of, um, so, so we're looking at back in the timeline a little bit and we're looking at um, where he might have been a while ago and very long ago and starting over here, um, you know, when we were still sitting around the fire and, and as a clan and um, having a very social life because we were all dependent on each other in a way that we, and, and we didn't have television and artificial light to um, make us distribute too much. So here we are together, um, kids hanging out, everybody. Here he is, um, our friend. Um, and uh, I kind of want to give him a little bit of a red head because this is all his needs and emotions in a way. And when I give that link here, um, from, from the fireplace here, um, let's go to a little bit of technology. Let's go to the radio and how the, now the nuclear family is here and everybody is enjoying sitting around the radio. And we're still together here doing our thing, um, having it be a little social. Here he is. Um, having, you know, a, a, like an experience that is definitely different from our cave drawing, uh, from our early times, cave drawings we're doing later, um, being down here in the caves, um, to here. And clearly, like this clan situation um, split up into many of those, right? So we have all these nuclear families that, you know, connected all over the place. So we have this um, kind of idea of multiplicity, but we're trying to keep focused on, on our friend here. And I think this is where we want to really end. And, and we feel like this is um, all the drawings that we've done so far. We have piles of drawings. And they usually they get so far until we can't see anything anymore because we keep talking and we keep um, changing and adding lines. And we're stopping here in order to, have, to keep it still somewhat um, clear enough to, to make our point and to um, inspire you to please um, go and do your own cave drawings. Do you want to set up the yeah. computer over there? Um, what, we'd, what, we'd, what we'd like to do is um, have you go up groups of two or more and whatever works for you. But I think it's nice to have that conversation. If you are on your own, go to your neighbor and say, well, what, what are we working on? Um, we have a list of 
themes that you could um, pick one off. And if you have one that you absolutely want to do that's not up here, go ahead and do that, of course. Um, we'll come around, we'll talk with you about them. We will actually photograph some of your drawings and um, project them a little later. And maybe you can just come and talk about them. And if you don't want to talk about them, that's fine. We might talk about them. Um, <laughs> and um, we hope to, to kind of give a little bit of that um, experience, this very fun and uh, inspiring experience that we've been having uh, with this um, collaboration um, and, and expand that to you. So um, do you want to say a few? Sure. Sure. I mean, I, I think there's markers there, so we want to make, engage you. One of the things is in systems theory, these arrows and things, you can also eventually make them computational. So you can, you know, create layers of them, not only drawings, but given it's an MIT environment, we, uh, one of the approaches we want to do is see if we can take those. And actually, as you look at money flow or capital flow, can you actually put models behind them? So you take these very simplistic drawings and you start layering in other types of mathematics and computation, perhaps on the web. But... Where are the markers? They're, like, they're markers So the markers along the, the edge. So, so, so just choose a topic that you like and just have fun with it and see what it takes to just do simple drawings. Um, and as you're doing that, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll read them out so you guys can go. One is maintaining personal health and the healthcare system. You know, what does it take for you to live and be healthy? Um, how do you balance career and family? You know, what are, what are the challenges someone faces? Um, how do you set up your home? You know, uh, for example, just... Uh, getting your home set up and all the things that you have to do to make yourself feel competitive to your neighbor or have your car and your whatever, whatever it is internally. Um, how do you be start. an eco-friendly individual? But just start. So we want people to participate, so have fun. This is a workshop. You can do it as yeah. groups try, of two. Try to do two. Um, um, yeah. um, so so to choose one groups. or two people. It's just more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And three is fine and four is fine, but just go ahead. And if you're not happy with what you're doing, just move a little bit to the left and right and keep yeah. moving, keep drawing. We, you know, we, it doesn't have to be perfect. We, yes. we will take pictures and then we're going to put them up on the web Super. later on also. So, 